Farzine Vesugian here with you to recap a Chiefs win over the New England Patriots. Welcome in, guys, back here once again for another episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. Obviously, last week's live stream uh, was different since I was on vacation. We are uh, back to uh, things are back to normal, back to normalcy. Uh, so appreciate you guys being patient. Uh, sorry again about the podcast audio from last week, but we are back to normal now. And it'll be that way the rest of the season. Uh, unless something comes up, but doubtful. Uh, Chiefs win. Chiefs win. 27-17 over the New England Patriots. And I know uh, you guys have a lot to say. Um, some good and some positive from this game. Uh, was not pretty, uh, but we can discuss it. Uh, whatever you want to get into. Um, the Chiefs had uh, some issues in this one. Uh, but they found a way to come out on top and win the game. Let me quickly put the, um, let me see if I can put that link right there. Uh, there we go. That uh, should work. You guys should see the comment uh, that uh, has the link to call in. Hopefully it works. Uh, it's looking a little glitchy on my end. I don't know if it's gonna let you click it. Hold on. Let me uh, let me try something else. Bear with me one moment here, guys. Hopefully that link is going to be better this time. Yeah, that link should work. There it is. Call into the show. Let me know your thoughts, because um, I know a lot of you guys have some things to say. Uh, Mike is saying the spread was ten and a half. Ten and a half, man. Vegas knows, but hey, uh, the Chiefs found a way to win. Again, not uh, not the prettiest of wins, and I am already seeing uh, some people. This might be the ugliest 10-point win in Chiefs history. Yeah, uh, that's certainly possible. Bailey Zappi and the Patriots offense got going early in this game, and you saw, and I know um, Joe Davis and Daryl Johnson pointed this out on the Fox broadcast. They were picking on those Chiefs linebackers a lot with Hunter Henry early on the Chiefs eventually picked up on that and started to adjust and Zappi was not able to go to his top target anymore uh Hunter Henry was targeted six times in the first half had six catches every single time Zappi was targeting Henry uh Henry came away with a catch after that they only connected once in the second half. So you saw those second half adjustments that Steve Spagnolo made. Devontae Parker had five uh, catches off five targets for 44 yards in the first half. And he had no catches, no targets in the second half. You saw this Chiefs defense really come through and make some adjustments as the game went on. And when Willie Gay had that interception and brought the Chiefs inside the 10, that is when you had a really good idea that this game was pretty much uh, pretty much done. Um, the Chiefs did allow the Patriots to get back into it a little bit with that. Um... By the way, my score prediction, 28-17. That was my score prediction. It was 27-17. So uh, pat on the back. Pat on the back to me, definitely. Uh, 
But nonetheless, uh, you look at what the Chiefs did uh, defensively, not allowing the Patriots to do any, hardly anything in this football game. Um, by the way, I was was anyone else shocked that Belichick went for it on fourth and four from the six yard line? That was a little weird. Their own six yard line. I, I mean, I get it. It was the end of the game, and the Chiefs didn't care to do anything after that. Um, but that was a little weird to me. Uh, you have Patrick Mahomes, who had a really good day today, 27 of 37 for 305 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Okay, let's talk about the two picks here, because I know that is what a lot of people uh, are already pointing um, at in the uh, in the chat here. And I'll and I'll get to the chat in a moment, uh, which, by the way, uh, if you haven't done so already, uh, phone lines are open and I want to hear from you guys. So call into the show. I'm commenting again with the link. Phone lines are wide open. So you guys can jump right on in. Uh, might need to wait a minute or two, but the, uh, the offense as good as it looked today. And again, it's against a good Patriots defense. The Patriots are not a good team offensively, but defensively they have played much better the past few weeks. Um, but with this chiefs offense, you still have issues here. That throw to Blake Bell where the rookie linebacker for the Patriots came in, fought for that ball and snatched it away from Blake Bell's hand. I mean, you got to Blake Bell's a veteran. You got to know better. And Blake Bell, who was also a quarterback in college at Oklahoma. So a lot of you Sooner fans, of course, know about that. You got to know as a quarterback, you 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 don't want to lose situa situations like that. Um, so Blake Bell's got to be better than that. And then in the fourth quarter, Kadarius Tony, who had his second drop of the game. I don't know statistically if this is considered a drop, but it was off his hands and became it turned into an interception. Uh, we saw Sky Moore. Uh, it was on a holding penalty, uh, so it didn't end up hurting the Chiefs. But Sky Moore did fumble at one point. Um, after a catch and a run. And it's just kind of getting to the point like, okay, you have all these issues here. How do you respond to making these mistakes? Are these mistakes going to continue or are you going to learn from it? Well, for a lot of these guys, they haven't learned from it. The mistakes are continuing. So this is not where I wanted to go, but I'm seeing you guys already go in that direction already. So I'll gladly follow your guys' lead on this one here because to me, I, I'm just not sure like what, because a lot of people aren't sure if the Chiefs are going to make it to the Super Bowl this year and what's going to be the Achilles heel. It's going to be that wide receiver core. It's going to be that unit right there that costs the Chiefs a game. Sky Moore, again, fumbled at one point. You have uh, Kadarius Toney dropping passes, plural. Okay, today it was passes. Uh, last week he dropped one uh, and uh, obviously had that offside call. And then uh, against the Patriots today, he had two drops. So the issues from Kadarius Tony are continuing. This is a guy who has a great skill set, um, the fantastic speed, great agility, very quick. Now, I know he got the Tyree Kill comparisons coming out of college, um, but look, he's not the only fast player ever. Like, this is a replaceable guy at this point. Um, 
you know, to me, when I'm looking at Kadarius Tony right now, I, I don't care what he did in the past. I've given him credit many times for what he did in the Super Bowl, longest punt return in Super Bowl history. That was 10 months ago. I'm worried about right now because this is somebody who is not taking care of the football, does not have a care in the world with the football. Um, his stat line this year is not very good. Um, and bear with me. Let me pull that up uh, because I want to be accurate with this. Um, he just has not been very good with the football this season. Uh, he has 169 yards through 15 weeks of football. 25 catches, 169 yards, one touchdown, and this was supposed to be your number one wide receiver coming into the season, whether Juju Smith-Schuster came back or not. The word on the street was, this guy is going to be the number one receiver on the team, and he has played far from it. Uh, we know who the number one receiver on the team is. It's Rasheed Rice. Um, played very well today, but played great today, in, in fact. Uh, but that is not the big story that a lot of Chiefs fans want to discuss with the offense. And I think if you are Andy Reid, if you are offensive coordinator Matt Nagy, if you're wide receivers coach Connor Embry, my question is, what has been done to address this? Because I saw J.J. Burden, former Kansas City Chief, he commented on this. I saw Matt Derrick from, the, uh, from Chiefs Digest. He posted a video of a drill that the Chiefs receivers were working on where um, they have like those... Uh, those big pads that they're, uh, it, it's like these long uh, sticks. I don't know the exact name of them, but they're uh, throwing the ball to the receivers. And as soon as they come out of this uh, little uh, tunnel of the, of the pads, they have uh, some assistants there hitting them with the long sticks, the padded sticks, trying to get them to drop the ball. So I'm seeing them work on that. Are, is the Chiefs coaching staff doing anything different right now? Because if this was one player uh, that that's struggling taking care of the football with drops or turnovers, I'd be like, okay, it, it's one guy. But this is the entire receiving core. And look, I like Rasheed Rice and everything he's doing, but he has been guilty of some fumbles this year and some drops. Uh, Kadarius Tony has a lot of drops this season. Sky Moore, um, he has not been taking good care of the football this season. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling uh, has that. Have the biggest drop of the year on Monday Night Football against the Eagles. Um, I mean, there and, and by the way, MVS just has not been the same this year either. Uh, I thought he was a really good number two receiver and did a good job stepping up when Juju got hurt. But man, the guy has been non-existent the past, really uh, the entire season, but more so since that drop. Um, and in that game against the Eagles, I, I, I still remember... Uh, no, no catches in that one was targeted three times. Obviously, the uh, one that people remember the most. And by the way, look at Marquez Valdez-Scantling. 19 catches, 295 yards, uh, and you're getting paid $11 million a, a year. Um, he had one catch, if I'm not mistaken, against the Patriots. I want to say it was for about 15 yards. Uh, yeah, one catch for 17 yards. One catch for 17 yards. Kadarius Tony had two for five yards. I'm sorry, but if you have that speed with Kadarius Tony, how the hell do you have 
two catches and five yards. You don't even have 170 yards receiving on the season. Um, now, let's focus on some positives here. I thought Clyde Edwards-Alaire played good, played tough in this game. The rushing game was not very good as a whole, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire got involved, had that big 48-yard catch-and-run play on the screen. A, a great develop uh, development on the screenplay there where there was a lot of patience. Uh, the screen did not happen right away like a lot of screenplays generally do. They waited for some of the pass catchers to that started on the right side of the field, shift to the left, that allowed CEH to go to his spot all by himself. And eventually you saw uh, Humphrey, Smith, and Taylor all follow along and get ahead of him and gave him uh, 48 yards of room to work with there. Uh, got three more catches in this one, and uh, that includes a touchdown in the end zone. So, uh, well, of course, it's in the end zone. Catch in the end zone. Uh, Rasheed Rice also got into the end zone as well, nine for 91 yards. So, you had some positives in this one. Travis Kelsey had five catches for 28 yards. Um, came very close to pulling one in in the end zone. Um, there was also one where a lot of people thought that he was shoved down. I don't know, man. It happens. You know, you guys know my thoughts on missed calls. Happens to every team. Patriots fans complaining a lot about the officiating. Um, have at it. Have at it. Patriots fans. The the, the fan base of all fan bases. Patriots fans. Uh, I think in um, these are this is not uh, these aren't my words. I know uh, in sports talk radio in New England in the Boston area they call them I think Foxborough bandwagoners. Um, your own radio hosts trash the fan base. Like, come on. How funny is that? Um, anyway, uh, Harrison Bucker missed his first kick all year PAT or, uh, or a field goal. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, did make his other two field goals, including a 54 yarder to redeem himself. So uh, Butker had a pretty good, uh, I was about to say good night. We're not used to these early games. Had a good afternoon as well, but nonetheless, a lot to get into. Hey, if you guys want to call in, there is the link one last time. I'll post it and I'll go to Swaggy J. He's been waiting very patiently. Swaggy J, what's going on, brother? Happy to be here. Happy to uh, finally be talking about the win. And uh, I'm just going to try to take the positives out of it. You know, defense really played unbelievable. You know, 10 of those points were really on the offense, giving them bad uh, field position there uh, with the turnover. So once again, great job by the defense, really doing well. Tranquil was just a beast out there in both coverage as well as the pass rush, uh, looking really good. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, man, this is the best game he's had in a couple years, really showing out, uh, stepping in for a Pacheco, and that was just so huge. I mean, we have been ragging on him, calling for him to be cut, traded, whatever. Um, but, you know, we may not actually win this game if it wasn't for his contribution today. And then last, uh, just to keep Tony off the field, he's just costing us games at this point in time. I appreciate it, Swaggy. Yeah, um, a lot of people are um, are definitely on uh, Kadeo Sony's case there. It, to me, it's just so interesting because he, he can't, I, I compare him I compare his situation to Josh Gordon's situation because Josh Gordon, the Chiefs were very patient. Gave, even gave him a full offseason to try to try to try to get things down with this offense. Kadarius Tony came in in the middle of last season, picked up the offense right away, and looked so good. So for him to have this massive setback, I, I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people want to move on from 
Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore as well. Uh, MVS, another name a lot of people want to see gone from this team. I'm just wondering because uh, I, I've been saying this for a few weeks now uh, with Connor Embry, the wide receivers coach, because if the drops are happening with a lot of uh, receiver, really almost every receiver, it tells me it's coaching um, because Kadarius Tony was not like this last year. MVS was not like this last year. Um, Sky Moore was not like this last year either. Sky Moore was playing behind a couple of um, couple of guys on the depth chart uh, behind Juju and MVS uh, while Travis Kelsey was your primary uh, target on offense. So I don't know exactly uh, what's got to be done. I, I mean, I've, I, I've thrown out the idea of changing the wide receivers coach. I know a lot of you guys definitely have had things to say about Matt Nagy. I think at one point in this game, Patrick Rums just kind of brushed off Matt Nagy on the sideline there. Not really sure what to make of that. Real quickly, before we take another call here, I want to let you guys know this podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com. Hey, Christmas is coming up. And guess what's going to be happening on Christmas? The Chiefs return to Arrowhead. So if you want to go to Arrowhead and catch the Chiefs, do so with SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com. Get your tickets from SeatGeek, whether you want to go to a Chiefs game, you want to catch one of the bowl games coming up, KU's going to be playing in one the day after Christmas, K-State's playing in one, Mizzou's got a big bowl game against Ohio State. Check out those games. You want to check out college basketball, the NBA, NHL. Maybe you want to get ready for Major League Baseball. Uh, as the uh, the Royals seem to be making some, uh, some, some noise in free agency, go to SeatGeek.com. If you're a first-time customer, go Go to SeatGeek and at checkout, put my promo code Farzine for $20 off your first purchase from SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com, use the promo code Farzine if you're a first-time customer, and you will save $20 from your first purchase. Terrence, I see you are waiting. Terrence, talk to me. How are you? What's going on, Farzine? What's up, man? Hey, man. Hey, man. Good, good win today. Solid W, um, but... I mean, I'm 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 gonna just come out and say it. I'm I'm tired of the whole Kadarius Tony Sky Moore thing. I'm tired yeah. of it. Tired. I mean, how many how many times is Kadarius Tony? And I know you know what he did in the Super Bowl was great. Yeah. I know the punt return. I I know all that was great. And you know he will be he will go down in Chiefs history forever for that. I get that. But I mean, the the drop off from then until now is 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 utterly ridiculous, and I don't and there's and I don't understand why. You know, I don't know if it's because you know we got a championship. He feels that okay, you know, I could go ahead and slack off. But out of all this, the good thing is is that now we know who our number one receiver is. We know that that's Rasheed Rice. We know that he's the guy that we're going to go ahead and move forward with. I mean. Whether we go to the Super Bowl or not, maybe, maybe not. It just depends on how things fall. But at least going forward, we know now as far as, you know, where the office of the future is going towards. Yeah, um, Rasheed Rice has been playing great. Yeah, he really has. And, and listen, I said this earlier. I think Rasheed Rice still has some things he's got to work on, taking care of the football, the fumbles. That's 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 still been an issue with him. Had a very close one today. Um, but he's definitely made some strides. And, and I think, you know, I know a lot of people are saying bench Tony. Well, when Sky Moore makes a mistake, bench Sky Moore. Bench MV. Well, it's like then you go back to the guy that you wanted to bench in the first place. So it's been kind of a tough uh, little carousel here with the wide receivers. But yeah, there is some good with uh, with Rice. Hopefully, Kelsey's okay. Did suffer that elbow injury. It looked like. Um, 
But yeah, uh, you don't have a lot of options after those two guys, which is a little scary. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, and I, and and with, with Kelsey, I mean, it's just that you know, you can you you can see the age, you can see the injuries, and you know, I mean, he he it looks like he's in constant pain, you know, twenty four seven every time he's out there. I wouldn't be surprised if if not this year, then next year is probably it for him. I mean, I can I can see now. I in my mind, I've thought of okay, you know, Chiefs Eagles make the Super Bowl again. Whoever wins, both Jason and Travis go ahead and retire. Yeah, go off into the sun, you know. But I mean, I just think that you know, it's it's too much to go ahead and put on a 34, 35 year old, um, you know, tight end, you know, who has been spectacular up until this point, you know, so. I hope that if that does happen, you know, it's later than sooner, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. No, I actually agree with you, Terrence, because I've been saying for a while now. So he had the um, the knee injury in week uh, one. Yeah, and then it was the ankle injury against the Vikings and now it looks like another injury. Um, he, he might, yeah, he's 34 years old. He, he might be at that point now, especially with this Hollywood career that he's been developing lately. Uh, far less stress. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, 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 if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year, I can see him riding off into the sunset, like you said. But um, if not, I can see him giving it one more year. After that, I don't think he's playing anymore. Absolutely, I agree with that. Okay. Well, hey, Terrence, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, you take care. Uh, Colin, I put the uh, link once again in the comments. I will get to your guys' comments right now. Lewis says, Rasheed Rice has to be wide receiver one. He is a leader and gives the offense confidence. Yes, um, I agree. Uh, you know, I think outside of Isaiah Pacheco on the interior offensive line, he's probably been your next most, and because him and Kelsey have been the next most uh, consistent guys uh, from Mahomes to uh, work with and rely on. So, Hopefully, um, hopefully they can get it together. If Rasheed Rice can take care of those fumbles, and I don't know if he can do that during the season, I think that would be more of an off-season thing. Uh, but man, if he does do it during the season, that's going to go a long way for the Chiefs because they don't have a lot of options behind them. And look, it's not like you can just throw to Rice and Kelsey the whole time. You you can't do that. Uh, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a reliable option in the passing game. Yes, we are saying that. Now, we never thought we'd be in this position. We thought Clyde Edwards-Alaire was a goner right before the draft. Um, Jarek McKinnon uh, getting involved. And I mentioned, I forgot to mention this, actually. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, okay, it wasn't a an actual, like, throw, and that was, was not an actual pass, but Jarek McKinnon did statistically get a touchdown pass to Rasheed Rice, uh, which was cool to see. And then he got a uh, touchdown catch of his own from Patrick Mahomes uh, before the end of the first half, which was good to see. Um, this is the time of year where Andy Reid and this Chiefs offense, they use Jarek McKinnon a lot. I, I prefer to see it sooner. Um, and McKinnon has had his struggles a little earlier on, but now we're starting to see the Chiefs use McKinnon. So could McKinnon maybe this, be this guy that the Chiefs use and rely on a little more um, and maybe kind of takes the uh, targets away from Tony and more because I think a lot of people just uh, me personally, like anytime the ball goes to more and Tony, I get a little scared. And then, you know, if they catch the ball, great, but hold on to it. Um, that's what worries me right now. A lot of people saying Tony needs to go. I'm not going to read every individual comment because it, it's just too many. 
Um, I mean, unless you got something unique to say about Tony, I'll, I'll point it out. But man, uh, yeah, I, I'm just a lot of Tony complaints in the comments. Hunter says, horrible game. We're still playing like shit. This should have been a blowout. I'm still very upset. Clyde played a good game. Rice played a good game. That's it. Sneed played a good game. Sneed, Legereus Sneed. Yeah, let's talk about this because Legereus Sneed came out yesterday. Um, and, and let me pull up the exact stat from Pro Football Focus because I don't want to mix it up uh, because Legereus Sneed ha has been having a phenomenal season with uh, his defensive play this year. And I think it kind of begs the question of, should the Chiefs franchise tag Chris Jones or should they put the franchise tag on LeJarius Sneed? Now, it's not the worst idea in the world to put the franchise tag on Chris Jones because you could use him as trade bait at that point. But when you look at Legereus Need and what he's accomplished, and I have it pulled up, 400, this was before today's game, so keep that in mind, 469 coverage snaps without allowing a touchdown all year. That is from Pro Football Focus, uh, the Casey Chiefs uh, PFF account. Um, and by the way, uh, Sam Hayes, uh, who's been on this podcast, runs that account, does a great job with all of that stuff. Think about that. This guy's gone up against some of the best wide receivers this year. Devontae Adams... Uh, AJ Brown, Stefan Diggs. Uh, I, I mean, he's truly gone up against some of the best wide retire. I mean, even Tyreek Hill. Um, he's played pretty damn well this season, going up against the best of the best. He's gone up against a lot of the top 10, top 15 pass catchers in receiving yards this year. That's how good Legereus Sneed has been, locking down receivers. He's not getting a lot of those stats that would lead him to a Pro Bowl. So I don't know if he's getting that Pro Bowl bid. I don't think uh, Trent McDuffie is either. But the way they're playing, like from the eye test, if you're watching Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie, this might be the best cornerback duo in the NFL and a very under-the-radar duo because like I said earlier these are not guys who are striving statistically they're not going out there playing like like Ty Law or Patrick Sertan um, those types of uh, players that's not what you're getting from McDuffie and Sneed uh, not like a Marcus Peters when he was in Kansas City a few years ago collecting a lot of interceptions that's not the type of dominant play you're getting from these guys a lot of this is eye test a lot of this is I mean they're just guys going out there not giving up the big plays. You look at Legereus Sneed, he's got just two picks on the year. You look at Trent McDuffie, he's yet to get an interception in his NFL career, uh, but is uh, amongst the lead leaders amongst defensive backs and forced fumbles with five. Five forced fumbles this year for a defensive back. Chiefs have some very young, aggressive, good cover cornerbacks. Uh, and you need more of that in the NFL. A lot of young guys on this team too. So good to see the good to see those cornerbacks making plays and and obviously made some big adjustments. Yeah, they allowed the touchdown in the second half was not really on them. That was more so on the offense, specifically Kadarius Tony. Um, and, and look, I know Patrick Mahomes uh, to go back to that. Like when Patrick Mahomes when um, Sky Moore fumbled, 
Mahomes went up to him and said something. Who knows what that was? I'm sure it was something along the lines of, to, to the effect of, you know, be smart with the football. And then the Kadarius Tony play right there off his hands. I mean, if you're Patrick Mahomes, how much more patience do you have? Because the whole like sideline tirade there going off on the ref, and I've said many times I, I didn't agree with Mahomes and how he handled that whole situation. But Kavino uh, and Rich were talking about that, and they said that first of all, that that could be the start of maybe turning things around when you get fired up and send a message. But number two, was he mad at the ref or? Was he just was that him just being mad about everything going on with the offense this year, and he just having to want to take it out on the ref? Uh, not that I agree with it, and I'm saying it's okay. I'm definitely not. But at some point with this offense, you got to look. And by the way, what happened in Super Bowl Fifty Five? The offensive line played awful, and Patrick Mahomes, as cool as he looked, you know, with his body perpendicularly horizontal hitting a, a receiver in the, in the hands in the end zone. Um, he needed good pass blocking and he had none of that in the Super Bowl. So what did Brett Veach do? He went out and revamped that entire offensive line in one off season. He's going to have to do something very similar with the wide receiver core. Uh, Rasheed Rice, obviously he's sticking around. Justin Watson, probably going to stick around. Sky Moore, I, I think that the experiment is over. MVS, I mean, I know he's got a bit of a hefty deal there, but is he even worth keeping around? Kadarius Tony has the skill set, but how much more patient do you want to be with this guy? Brett Veach might have to do something very similar with this wide receiver group, similar to what he did with the offensive line a few years ago. And again, it's not like you need, you don't need, you know, guys of Jerry Rice or Terrell Owens caliber type of play. You don't need those kinds of wide receivers. You just need someone who can be smart, catch the football. And if they've got speed, great. You can do some things similar to what you have done in the past with guys like McCole Hardman and Tyreek Hill and Byron Pringle. Um, this is what's so frustrating about this Chiefs team is because the defense has played so great. You just don't know if this is going to be a wasted year because the wide receivers are not playing up to the standard that they should be playing at. That's what's frustrating the most. Linda says, wonder what's going through Kadarius Tony's head right now. Um, I mean, listen, last week, I'm sure he was in a really rough spot where he felt guilty about the whole thing. I know he had his comments about whether the refs warned him or not. I don't even care about that anymore. Um, but he cost the team a, a, a game in a, in a crucial moment. I'm not saying he's, by the way, I think it's unfair to say he's the only reason. The Chiefs had a lot of reasons why they didn't win last week. But, you know, coming off a win, uh, a win is a win, right? But the coaches, Monday morning, they're going to be looking at the game film and they, they, I mean, they're going to get into it with their players on what to improve on coming off a win or coming off a loss. You're going to be approaching Kadarius Tony with the same shit again. Like, dude, can you catch or not here? If, if I was, if I was coaching the chiefs, which I, which I'm not a coach, but if I was, I think I would just pull Tony aside and just be like, dude, can you catch the ball? Can you make plays? Um, 
Again, I don't want to be negative because the Chiefs just sla- uh, snapped a two-game losing streak, but what is Kadarius Tony doing? The Chiefs had a commanding 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. Um, not that the Patriots were threatening to come back, but you were giving them somewhat of an opportunity to come back with that with that drop, the bad hands. I mean, it's tough to watch. Really is. Uh, Reed puts him back in, and he lines up offsides. Refs warned him. Oh, this is from the about last week, Todd. Um, this guy will never learn sit him. Okay, see, Todd, you're not the only person to say sit Kadarius Tony. Okay, so, so we all agree Kadarius Tony's bad. He's not doing well this year. So let's sit him. Who are we putting in his place? Sky Moore. <laughs> what has he done? Marquez Valdez Scantling, your $11 million per year wide receiver who's not doing anything. Justin Watson is your second best wide receiver. That's not a good thing. When Justin, okay, forget about Justin Watson. I said this earlier, Clyde Edwards Alaire at this point is more reliable than more than half your wide receivers. Joey wants to know, does Sammy Watkins want a job? Here's my thought on this. And, and, and again, you know, you're, you're not the only one to point this out, Joey. Um, why is Sammy Watkins available? There's a reason why he's out there. If he was able to, because what was the complaint with Sammy Watkins? He was getting injured a lot. People were calling him Hammy Watkins, which I didn't agree with because I thought Sammy Watkins came through big in a lot of playoff games. Chris says, I can't imagine Tony being in Casey next year. Um, Look, I'll be honest. My vote would be no, which doesn't mean anything, but I will say this, uh, this whole thing with KT and his skill set, that's one reason to not give up on the guy. But are you how many more times are you going to allow him to hurt the offense? That's what I struggle with. Because look, anyone that comes to the NFL, they were good at one point, whether in college, high school, they were the shit. Um, so these guys know how to play, but then, you know, you get to this point and you're kind of struggling. You don't really have things that the fundamentals, I mean, that's what the chiefs are struggling with on offense. The fundamentals. Um, yeah, 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 a lot of people talking about KT in the chat today. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's getting to the point where I'm seeing more comments about Tony. Now I'm just like laughing the more comments I see, because it's the same thing but just different words from different people here. Uh, ben says, why not freaking score at the end? This offense is just pathetic. What's the point? Andy Reid, well, it doesn't surprise me. Andy Reid was not going to do it. Uh, you saw it in the Jets game earlier this year. You saw it in 2013 when Derek Johnson picked up a football, uh, a fumble, and uh, he got tackled at the one-yard line. Um, and the Chiefs took a knee. <laughs> Chiefs took a knee at that point. Uh, Patrick says we are going to the F dollar sign ampersand slash at symbol I N G Super Bowl. All right. Patrick Copley. He's calling it. He is calling it. 
Uh, did you see Tony line up offside after the interception? Yeah. Yeah. People have pointed that out. Uh, LeGarrette Blount uh, also pointed that out. By the way, I'm sorry. I always laugh when I hear his name because um, Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel Live, he used to go to these Super Bowl uh, media events. He doesn't do it anymore, which pisses me off because I really wanted to see him and Patrick Mahomes talk. But uh, Guillermo went up to LeGarrette Blount and said, hey, um, your last name is Blount. Does that mean are you hitting the Blount? I, I don't know why. Like, that's just it, it's not even funny. But that's just what I think of every time I I, I hear his name now. I, I I just I'm sorry. I just can't. Anyway, we're, we're getting off topic here. Uh, what, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Kadarius Tony's got to go. Uh, I think people would rather talk about Guillermo and Jimmy Kimmel live. Uh, Rochelle says I hope they keep up the same energy they had today without those mistakes the next three games and to the playoffs. Yes, Rochelle, you are correct. That definitely would propel them, uh, not just to the playoffs, but per perhaps a higher seed. Uh, we'll see what happens with Baltimore later today. The Jets, I said the Jets, even without Tyreek Hill, they would handle business. I think they did. Last I checked, the score was 28-0. Um, Houston won in overtime over the Titans. Uh, San Francisco winning right now. Buffalo and Dallas underway. What was the final score to that Jets game? 30-0. Okay. Oh, I thought it was 28-0. Okay. So, uh, anyway, it was a one-sided game. Uh, Carolina won 9-7. That's exciting. Didn't I pick Carolina? Hold on. Hold on. I, I, I've i been doing pretty good with my uh, picks this week. I'm, I swear I picked Carolina. Didn't I? Never mind. No, I didn't. Okay, that was the that was the week before I picked Carolina. Okay, false alarm. Ignore me there. Uh, let's go back to your guys' comments there. Deshaun Jackson. Scott says, "Yeah, I saw a couple people in the comments pointing out Deshaun Jackson trying to bring him in." I don't know. Heather says he won't freaking yell at them directly. That's what pisses me off. He won't make them have accountability. Yeah, but Heather, you don't want to do that. Um, I saw someone else mention this too. Like, why why doesn't uh, Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes call out the team uh, publicly? That's not something you do. That is the like. Okay, you want a you want a step by step guide on how to just dismantle a team into shambles step one is to do that lash out at them publicly uh look i'm sure there are a lot of conversations behind closed doors now even behind closed doors i think if you're patrick mahomes you still you know got to stay in your lane and just focus with your quarterbacks and if you have any issues with the wide receivers you know tell your quarterbacks coach and the coaches will address it with one another um I think that's what you got to keep in mind. Uh, no, Angel, I agree with you. Neither of those interceptions were on Patrick Mahomes today. Not one bit. Um, if you're Blake Bell, you got to fight uh, for your right to keep possession of the ball and not let a rookie linebacker just win that battle right there. Uh, that, I think, was what was frustrating uh, uh, to mo the most uh, with me. Uh, Kent says play more Richie James, Tony more just on good Watson either. If we're being honest. Yeah. But Watson's better than a lot of these guys. Um, I do. I, I would like to see more of Richie James. Uh, people were excited when he came here because he was a productive receiver in a bad offense last year in New York, uh, with the giants. 
Uh, but we haven't seen a lot of that with him this year on offense. We've seen him on special teams. He's been the primary return specialist this year. But what if he was getting more snaps on offense? And if he proved himself to be very good, then you elevate him and make him your number two wide receiver before the playoffs start. You got to try something at this point because look, we all know who is not getting it done. Okay. Not going to go over the list, but a guy that is kind of, you know, in kind of in an unknown spot that we need, we need to see more of to see if he could maybe be our saving grace. Richie James, why not? Give it a chance, man. That's all, that's all I'm asking for. Uh, quite use or uh, quit using him as anything but gadget and PR punt return. Um, I think you're talking about Kadarius Tony there. I don't disagree. Having Kadarius Tony at punt return sounds like an awesome idea. Uh, he was good at it. We saw it in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I think he had a couple of really good punt returns this year. He, he, he did not, he has not played much punt return this year, but given more opportunities, I think there's a, there's a chance. There's a chance. So, Christopher saying KT can be explosive just makes too many mistakes. Yes, Christopher, you're right. And I've said this so many times, 100% guy's got a great skill set, but if you're not catching the ball, it doesn't matter. Okay. Let's talk about Jerry Rice for a second. Okay. I think we can all agree. Jerry Rice, best wide receiver in NFL history. Obviously, big, strong, fast, made a lot of big plays. But let's say Jerry Rice had issues with his hands, had issues catching the ball. Well, then he would not be able to showcase the 99 other things that he can do. If you cannot do that one thing, which is catch the football, all your other skills don't matter. You know, I think that was the problem with Dwayne Bill for so long here in Kansas City is that he was good. He was a good number one wide receiver. And man, when he was not making mistakes, this guy was kicking defensive backs his asses. But he didn't do that on a consistent basis. He had a lot of drop issues and it prevented him from being a perennial long term elite wide receiver. That's, I think, the, the part that hurts the most because Dwayne Bowe was a good wide receiver. I want to say great. He had one great year, but man, the inconsistency, the lack of hands prevented him from being elite during his time in the NFL, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Oh, you and Rasheed Rice went to the same high school. That's cool. Sam says, I love Rice. Tony was a hero last year. What happened? This game gave me anxiety. Man, when a 10-point win gives you anxiety, this is when you know we're just, we're in a weird place. Um, got the W, which made you happy, and Denver lost. Hopefully, we keep the ball rolling. Uh, Chris says Kelsey ain't right either. I don't know if you're referring with his health or with his play this year, but man, um, Kelsey, I know he's not as dominant this year, but he has more receiving yards than anyone else. TJ Hawkinson came into today, uh, with the most receiving yards by six yards. That's because he played already yesterday. Um, now that Kelsey has played, he is now, uh, retaking the lead for, um, for most uh, receiving yards by a tight ends up to this point. It's almost like, you know, when a team plays on Thursday night football um, and they have like a half game lead, but they have uh, the, the one seed or whatever seed. It's like, well, yeah, because 
the team you're ahead of doesn't play for three days, you know, let them play and let's see, you know, where we're, where the standings go after that. But, um, yeah. Yeah. MVS making 10, $11 million. It's like, what are you paying him for? It's not, not really worth the money at this point. Look, I'll say it again, but I'll just say it in, in quick, simple terms. Cause I don't want to repeat myself in, in full, uh, context here, the Chiefs do need to blow up the wide receiver room and bring in some some new blood in there, 100%. Defense so much better when Sorensen or Cochran doesn't have to play Bolton. Oh, okay. I missed the joke for a second there, Kent. Sorry, uh, but Bolton, Willie, yeah. Tr- Drew Tranquil came back today. That was good to see. Um, and I, I agree with you, uh, Kent, with, with Bolton, Willie Gay, Tranquil Leo Chanel. Let's not forget about him too. Um, on that third and short play, deflected a plat a pass that would have gone to a wide open player for an easy first down there. Um, I like Leo Chanel. I remember this guy came out a lot of hype about his physicality and how much this guy loves to hit. And we we're starting to see more of that this year because Nick Bolton's missed a lot of time this year. Drew Tranquil has also been hurt. So that opened the door for the Chiefs to maybe be a little more creative with their linebackers and play more of their linebackers. So you've seen a little bit more of Leo Chanel. Um, I like Leo Chanel, man. That is a damn good linebacker. And I hope he's here for a long time and gets more opportunities. I know it's not um, the most ideal situation for him because when you sub a linebacker out to bring more defensive backs. Well, then he doesn't play as much. So we'll see what happens. You know, uh, this is his second year, I think. So he'll he'll probably give it a couple more uh, opportunities before he explores other avenues in his career. Santa baby, the season for a fresh cut is finally here with the sponsors of today's show. Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming have just launched their fifth generation lawnmower to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with Manscaped and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using promo code Farzine 20 for 20% off and free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. What could be better than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Starting with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This is crown jewel of the holidays and dare I say the best ball trimmer of all time? The Electric Razor's Advanced Skin Safe Technology is a lifesaver and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. Anybody in the family have too much scruff? Look no further than the Manscaped Beer Hedger Pro Kit and Handyman Electric Face Shaver for all his facial hair needs. Dad have nasty nose hairs? Save the day with the Weed Whacker 2.0 Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Is there boxer game week? Take care of the Chestnuts and Manscaped's Boxers 2.0 featuring their signature jewel pouch to keep you calm, cool, and collected. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FARZINE20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code FARZINE20. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. 
Patrick Mahomes, man, give credit to him. 305 yards passing. I'm actually uh, posting that right now because got to give some love to that guy. Uh, listen, it's been a really tough year for Patrick Mahomes. And listen, I, I said this during Patrick Mahomes' first year as a starter in the NFL. I said, look, um, if you want to be compared to some of the best, you got to learn to make everyone around you better. And I think Patrick has done a good job of that. His receivers dropping passes, that's not on him. Like, you can't, you can't control like, I mean, what, what else do you do? Because I'm, you've seen, you saw Patrick go up to Sky Moore, give him words of encouragement. Um, you, you've seen him do it so many times when guys screw up. But, man, it's like at some point, what do you do? Because this is not on him. Uh, it, it's really not. And anyone that's saying it's on Patrick Mahomes, they're just looking to tear the guy down because he's not the quarterback of their franchise. Patrick Mahomes done a ton of a lot of great for this uh, franchise in a very short amount of time. Um, the The amount of things that Patrick Mahomes has accomplished, what other Chiefs player has done that? Nobody has won the league MVP before Mahomes uh, in Chiefs history. Um, took the team to back to back Super Bowls. Helps the team win two Super Bowls. Uh, things that have never happened in Chiefs history before. I mean, he's really brought this team and also really this city to a new level of prominence. Um, so uh, I'm happy to see him have that 300-yard game. I, I know players aren't really crazy about the whole stat thing. Um, but, you know, he deserves it. I, I'll still say it. And I find it interesting that his name, it's not like a top five name. But it has been for most of the year. His name is still up there for um, MVP talk. I, 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 that I don't agree with. I, Matt Patrick Mahomes is not the MVP this year. Not even close to it. Um, if you're asking me who my MVP is, I would say it's either Christian McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill. Um... I wouldn't dismiss Lamar Jackson. I think Dak Prescott is making a very late chase here for that for that uh, MVP trophy too. Um, those would be my guys, and I know Brock Purdy. Uh, some people are uh, mentioning his name as well. Uh, Hunter says my faith is out of the roof with this team this year. The mistakes not looking good. I'll still keep my faith. Anything is possible with Mahomes. Look, I'll say this right now because I said this before the game today. And I listen, if there's anything anyone wants to take away from this podcast today, this is what I urge you to keep in mind. This Chiefs team before Patrick Mahomes was one in five in 2015. Everyone remembers that, right? With a one in five start, and the Chiefs had a 1.4% chance of making the playoffs. That's the same year the Chiefs snapped their 22 year playoff drought. You look at what happened in 2021. The Chiefs got off to a bit of a bad start, started one and two, and that turned into three and four. Mahomes was leading the NFL in interceptions. And even when they turned things around and won eight in a row, um, earlier in that eight-game winning streak, they weren't playing the best football offensively. My point is, we have seen the Chiefs in some bad situations where they haven't looked the best. And you're telling yourself they are better than this. 
Well, what did they do? They found a way to improve and, and get things going. And I know in 2015, it didn't end the way anyone wanted it to end. Same with 2021. But they made it further than a lot of people thought initially when they were written off. So my point with it, and by the way, we've seen the Chiefs come back in a lot of games. I haven't seen that this year. Um, but in general, with this Chiefs team with uh, under Mahomes, we've seen the Chiefs come back in a lot of games. My point is this. This is not a Chiefs team that's going to roll over and quit. And I know a lot of people who are not Chiefs fans, they hate hearing that because they have seen the Chiefs come back in a lot of situations. Let's not forget, this is a team that erased a 24 to nothing deficit in one quarter in the playoffs. Oh, but it was the Texans. Yeah, it was a te the Texans team that was in the playoffs and they had won a playoff game the previous week. It's funny how people want to dismiss teams for certain things like that but it was it was a playoff game last i checked so to me this is a team that's still going to be competitive they're still going to be in it they're not gonna go out easy are they gonna win the super bowl this year i don't know i would not bet on it but are they going to let another team beat them, and move on to the Super Bowl. They're not going to make it easy. They're going to make it tough. This is a Chiefs team, and even with the issues they have with their wide receivers this year, they're going to make it difficult for other teams to want to to want to beat them. Uh, I, I saw a, a fan tweet this earlier today about how, and I, a lot of people have said this throughout the season, and it does hold true that the Chiefs are getting every team's best shot. Look at the Patriots. They were threatening at one point with a lead on the Chiefs. Um, at one point had a two-touchdown lead, but was called back due to a penalty. So but my, my point is this. you know, Look at the team the Chiefs played today, the Patriots. The Patriots, who were the powerhouse team for 18 years every team gave the Patriots their best remember when the um when the Chiefs and Patriots played in week one to open up the 2008 season that was when the Patriots were coming off almost going 19 and 0 and what happened in that game the Chiefs came five yards away from tying possibly winning if they went for two uh against the Patriots now, it was also a weird game because that game started with Tom Brady versus Brody Croyle, and it ended with Matt Castle versus Damon Heward. That's the type of game that was. And I think, you know, that's very significant for many reasons for, for the Chiefs. I uh, won't get into the details on that. Um, but you, you get the idea is, is that, you know, the Chiefs, when they were bad, there, there were times where they challenged the Patriots. Let's not forget about the Monday night football game where the Chiefs broke the noise record. They beat the shit out of the Patriots. What was the score to that one? I think it was 41-14. Um, it was actually 41-7. The, the funniest part about that game was when Gronk got the last touchdown of the game. And instead of, instead of doing his signature Gronk spike, he just tossed the football towards the ref and just didn't give a damn because they were getting... It just doesn't make sense to celebrate uh, when you're losing that badly. And I think that was Jimmy Garoppolo who threw the touchdown pass too. So anyway, the, the, my point is, you know, the, the teams who are on top, they get everyone's best, okay? I still remember back when, you know, the Patriots were dominating. Whenever the Chiefs schedule would come out, everybody would circle that Patriots game. 
That's the big game. That's because, you know, there was this belief that, you know, for a while the Chiefs would never win a Super Bowl. But, you know, at that point, your Super Bowl was trying to beat teams like the Patriots and have your 15 minutes of glory because you knew the Patriots were going to take it right back and move on to the playoffs and eventually the Super Bowl. That's how a lot of teams treat the Chiefs. Um, look at the teams who have beaten the Chiefs this year. If, if they don't if they don't go any further this year, well, a lot of them can say that they beat the reigning champions. Um Possibly back-to-back champions. Uh, we still have time to see how that goes, but um, that's that's how that's how the, it's it's been the past few years, and I think this year more so when when the Chiefs they're just getting every team's best shot this year. A lot more Tony complaints, so I'm gonna gonna pass through these again, not ignoring anyone that's complaining about Tony. It's just. You know, I've said the same thing as you guys, and you know, reading every single Tony comment would be um, would be pretty repetitive. Yeah, I agree. Heather Legarius need absolute beast, uh, and this guy hundred well, percent has to. Um, I mean, he he's got to be an All Pro player at the very least. Josh asked a good question. What do you think about Patrick's attitude on the sideline the past few games? Has he hit this point? Uh, has he hit this? point called out the wide receiver group or is he getting heated so often due to trying to stay silent um yeah you know you're starting to see some of what other quarterbacks have done you know let's not forget tom brady you know he you know was throwing the tablets and we've seen him have his sideline tirades over the years uh but when mahomes does it he's a crybaby and blah 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 all that stuff by the way i think it's funny how patriots fans mock chiefs fans and the team for complaining about officiating but they did a lot of that today uh, i found that interesting um but to answer your question um you know i think mahomes is at a point now where and by the way in that week 1 game against the lions when the chiefs lost somebody asked mahomes kind of a weird question um and the question was is it embarrassing to drop the banner, the Super Bowl banner, and then lose? And Mahomes gave a, I thought a good answer. Um, probably was a PR type of answer, but still a good answer. He said, "I'm embarrassed anytime I lose. Doesn't matter when, where, how." Um, and I, you know, you can respect that because that is a winner's mentality right there. That's a guy that does not want to lose. And I still remember. Um, when he was on Jimmy Fallon, I think, to announce his charity, um, they talked about the AFC Championship loss to the Patriots. And when that was brought up, you know, you could see, you know, he he was a little timid and he hesitant and um, kind of got a little emotional too. Not, not too emotional, but just a tiny bit uh, when that game was brought up because this guy just always wants to win, doesn't ever want to think about the times when he uh, lost. Um, so I think Patrick's now at this point now where so much is expected of him, uh, from a lot of people, including himself, that whenever things are not panning out, like it, it's been this year, uh, I, I think, yeah, those frustrations start to grow. How do you handle those types of frustrations? Cause listen, I mean, we've seen, I remember when Jamal Charles fumbled against the Broncos in that Thursday night game, he's on the sidelines and he's smacking his helmet down uh mvs said the same thing when he dropped that pass uh on monday night football um so many different examples over the years of not just chiefs players every player you can go through 
the past 20 years and find a couple of incidents where there's been some sort of a blow up or some sort of a, an incident where a player is just angry. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I remember there was a clip once of a player, you know, the, um, the helmet holder on the bench when, whenever uh, players are going to sit down after uh, their drive is over, they go and hang their helmet. I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Derek Henry. Don't quote me on that was frustrated about something and actually broke that helmet holder. Um, you know, uh, players get upset and everyone has their own ways of expressing frustration. I think Odell Beckham Jr. was uh, cited for punching a wall when the Giants lost a playoff game several years ago. So everyone can react to things differently. Um, and, you know, if, if that's not your preferred team, you love to laugh at that, make memes about it, uh, say that they're crybabies and so on and so forth. So, you know, um, I, I think the thing with Mahomes is he's at a point now where he expects a lot out of, out of himself. Forget about the world or any anyone else outside of that Chiefs practice facility. Um, when things are not living up to expectations... Frustrations will grow. Our defense really ain't messing around. Hunter says this year we've really been locking it up. Spags is the MVP. Yeah, Spags is the real MVP. Spags 100% has been awesome. Fearless cornerbacks can do everything, Michael says. Yeah, definitely. Both McDuffie and Sneed are the best quarterback duo, and they play... And they both are either or either one of them need to get all pro. Yeah, I think so. I th you, you, you've got to see it, Jordan. I agree with you. Be a little surprised if we don't see that. Don't know how I feel about Justin Reed, though. New safety, maybe? No, I disagree. I think Justin Reed is a very underappreciated safety and a very underrated safety. Um, is he perfect? No, uh, he's definitely not at the same level as guys uh, who've played the same position as him here in Kansas city, guys like Tyron Matthew and Eric Berry. Uh, but he does play very physical, does play very good. And I think, you know, this is someone who has been a good leader um, on this defense uh, in and uh, outside of the uh, team. Um, you know, he's been a big community guy. I know that doesn't mean anything in terms of what happens on the gridiron. But this is a guy who I think, in my opinion, um, is a good safety. Um, I like if Justin Reed was signed for three more years, I would not be upset. I would love that. Um, not going to cost as much. So that would be that'd be ideal, in my opinion. Uh, Heather says I'm probably uh, the one percent, but. We don't need Jones, Chris Jones, uh, you're referring to. What big contribution has he made other than a few sacks since he came back? Sneed is balling, and so is the rest of our defense. Um, yeah, Chris Jones has been very quiet this season. So that is a good question there, Heather. I still think you tag him and use him as trade bait if, only if, you can ensure that you can bring back Legereus Sneed. Because a few weeks, four weeks ago, I would have said Chris Jones is the guy you tag, but you got to understand, like, you've got contracts coming up with 
Legereus need. He's priority number one, I think. Chris Jones, great player, but he's going to cost you a lot of money and put you on a salary cap line, and it's going to make it hard to want to re-sign Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. Those two guys came together, and obviously they're doing their thing. They're doing Jack Sachs commercials together. They've done a couple other projects here and there together. Um, so I don't ever want to break that duo apart because, man, they have been... They've been awesome on and off the field. I don't know if I would ever want Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith to wear another team's jersey. That would be, um, that'd be bad. I don't want to see Chris Jones in another team's jersey, but he is in his 30s now, and I think that's something you got to, he will be in his 30s, excuse me. Um, you got to just understand, you can't, Keep everyone. You got to pick and choose. And I think that what's so nice about this defense right now, and it's not going to last forever, uh, a lot of the key players who are making plays for you are on rookie deals right now. Guys like McDuffie, guys like Legereus Sneed, uh, Karloftis, um, so many guys right now on this team. Nick Bolton, Willie Gay. Uh, and then you have guys who are on, you know, mid-tier type of signings like Drew Tranquil and Justin Reed, who aren't costing you a lot of money, and they're making a lot of big plays for your defense. Um, so bolster that offense up. Spend some money there. Okay, make it rain, Reach, and spend money on offense. Because if you do that, you're going to get the balance you've finally been asking for with this Patrick Mahomes, uh, with Patrick Mahomes here in Kansas City. Uh, Daniel, a different Daniel says, so you want us to do that in one off season instead of trading for someone at the deadline? I mean, I don't know what deadline you're referring to, Daniel, because that uh, the trade deadline has passed. So you can't trade for anybody. And they're not signing anyone that they're pretty a lot. There, there's been a lot of reports out there that the Chiefs are content with what they had. And I don't really know why, but that's just been the report out there. Is Cook out for the year? No, uh, we have not been told that he's out for the year, at least not yet. They need someone like Eddie Kennison. Eddie Kennison was a very underappreciated guy, too. Uh, I thought he had a very high yard per catch average. I remember him averaging like 17, 18 yards per catch, which even by today's standards, even though we see um, more passes today than we have back when Eddie Kennison was playing, it's like, you know, that's still a really high average right there. So. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Cameron, hundred <sighs> percent. Yeah. Th that's the one bad thing about Snead is he's had a lot of penalties against him this year. Um, but I still think you, you want to rock with him than, uh, than not hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Ask him if he can catch. He's too worried about rapping. Yeah. Kadarius, Brick, Hands, Tony, good lord. A lot of uh, Kadarius, Tony comments once again. Dalton says, let's see what Richie James can do. Yeah, I'd like to see them give him a chance because a lot of the other receivers aren't really, um, aren't really stepping up.
I'll read a couple more, uh, and then we're going to try to wrap this up soon. Michael says, Richie not used enough, especially considering our wide receiver problem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's not normal to want to ask, you know, how about this guy low on the depth chart? Should we give him a chance? But at this point, like, what what do you gain from using more of Tony and, and more? I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, you've been working hard all year and you have some extra money to spend. So you decided to treat yourself or a loved one to a new car for the holiday season, but you don't know where to go. I know where you should go. Cable Dahmer Cadillac in Kansas City. I purchased a brand new Cadillac from Cable Dahmer this year, and I love it. Go ask for Scott Toddy. My brother purchased a car from him last year, and this year I went to him to get my Cadillac. Scott is one of the best in the biz, professional, honest, knowledgeable, and will help you with your car buying needs. New or used, Cadillac or non-Cadillac, Scott is the guy to go to. But it doesn't end right there. Because when you buy a new vehicle, especially a brand new Cadillac, there are so many bells and whistles that you need help being introduced to with these features that you've probably never had in a car before, such as Wi-Fi for your vehicle, OnStar, the technology package, Park Assist, Super Cruise, so many things. Well, Mike from Cable Dahmer Cadillac gave me a thorough rundown of everything I need to know. And by the time I left the dealership with my new Cadillac, I knew everything I needed to know about my new Cadillac XT6. If you need your car service, by the way, go see my guy Brock Smith, the best service specialist you will find. He will explain to you everything you need to know if something is wrong with your car. If it's a General Motors vehicle, such as Chevrolet, Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Take your car there, ask for Brock Smith, and he will get you taken care of. I always need things to be explained in the simplest forms, and Brock does it every time. He explains it to me like I'm five, so I know exactly what's going on with my vehicle anytime something's wrong with it. And as you should, your car is essentially your baby. Go to Cable Dahmer Cadillac off 435 on 103rd between State Line and Warnell. Ask for Scott Toddy. Tell him Farzine sent you. Um, a couple of good questions in the comments here. Teresa says, anyone know how the receivers get picked for reps in practice? Do they all play depending on the upcoming game? So there's always a uh, game plan that's formulated and they kind of attack that game plan Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, assuming you play on a Sunday. Um, you know, I, I think, I think part of it is based on performance too. Um, if you have a, like, I remember covering KU football, which, you know, a lot of bad football at that time, uh, a lot of the receivers, their playing time would change a lot based on performance. Um, I would imagine something similar like that is going on right now. And, uh, some of the snaps are based on, um, performance and who, uh, who they're expecting to be involved in certain plays that is part of the game plan. Um, so hopefully some of that made sense, but that's, I, I would imagine how it works um, when you have an offense like you do right now. Joey says, do you think in the offseason Mahomes restructures his contract again to create cap space so that Vich can get him some weapons? Okay, this is a really good question. I have discussed this before, and here's something to, to understand, and I've said this about um, a lot of quarterbacks, including Patrick Mahomes, Quarterbacks need to chill the fuck out with these contracts. Like, you know, you're seeing guys with like, with hardly any kind of resume go out there 
and demand the biggest deal ever. And I'm like, why? Justin Herbert just blew a 27-0 lead in the playoffs, and he became the highest-paid player at one point. And then after him, it was Joe Burrow. Before Justin Herbert, it was Lamar Jackson. And then after Burrow, the Chiefs redid Mahomes' deal. And then he, it's like, man, what is everybody doing? Like, you're putting your teams in really bad. You, the quarterbacks are going to be the highest paid players. And some of like Daniel Jones, dude, the Giants are screwed with that situation right there. Okay. Um, and then you go and sign maybe one, two big name players. After that, how many more key players can you bring in with that type of money that, that, that you're spending already? Um, now, I know a lot of times, and Joey, I'll get to the answer to your question, but I see this a lot. I see fans say, well, we can do this and this and this in free agency or trade for this player if so-and-so restructures their deal. Yeah, if they agree to it. You know, a lot of players, they agree to deals and under, some of them will not, internally, they will admit, they'll say, yeah, I probably got more than I really deserved. Guess what? They're not giving any of that back because they want it for themselves, their families, whatever they want to do, set themselves up until uh, after retirement, all that stuff. A lot of these players, you know, uh, come from bad backgrounds where they never have seen money even remotely close to that. So they want as much of that possible to stockpile and um, do absolutely nothing with their life, but just chill after retirement. Um, I mean, look at MVS, for example. 33 years, uh, $33 million in three years. Um, if I won like, um, uh, one of the, like the lowest jackpots ever at $33 million, it's like, man, I can probably live off that just fine. As long as you're not blowing it all. Like if, like if you go and buy a super expensive house in good old Beverly Hills, which I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that today. Um, but well, then it's like, okay, well, you got to probably still find some work because you're already blowing a sh more than half of that. Um, oh, by the way, you got to pay taxes too from that. Don't forget. Um, my, my point is this. Uh, all these uh, quarterbacks that are, they're demanding so much money. Mahomes, Burrow, uh, Herbert, Lamar Jackson. And by the way, look at a guy like Burrow, who is obviously injury prone. I mean, that's not up for debate anymore. It's really not. And they just paid that guy a shit ton of money. And if he gets hurt one more time, man, you better hope, you know, he can be the nicest guy in the world and is willing to uh, give some sort of money back, which I don't know if a lot of quarterbacks are willing to do that. Look at Alex Smith. With everything he went through, his leg injury, he got paid a lot of money for not playing an entire season at one point. Um, and by, by the way, this goes for coaches too, uh, because to me, I remember Charlie Weiss when, um, when he was, uh, when he got fired by KU in 2014, he didn't coach in 2015. He has a coach since 2014, but in 2015, he was the sixth highest paid coach in college football. He wasn't even coaching a game. Two schools were paying him. So, you know, these coaches and players, they're in it for the money. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not shaming anyone for that uh, listen a lot of kids growing up wanted to be professional athletes why money 
You got a lot of money. You get the girls, you get the cars, you get the houses. You can set up your your, your own life, your parents' life, your kids' life, your grandkids' lives. I mean, all you, you can do a lot of things with the, with the money. But, man, it's like, do you need that much money? Especially a guy like Patrick Mahomes. He's making a shit ton of money from all the commercials he's doing. I know his wife is making a lot of money from all the stuff she's promoting on social media. Um, I know his mom is also making a lot of money. She's promoting stuff online. I, I'm sure she's not doing that from the goodness of her heart. Um, uh, she seems like a really nice lady and all, but I, I'm sure that's not all free stuff right there. So, you know, yeah, it would be a good idea. Is he going to Joey? I don't think so. I really don't because at the end of the day, you know, these guys wanted those deals and that's what they're going to be getting. And if the team struggles, if they're not able to find um, any type of uh, any ways to improve because of they're in a salary cap mind, well, then the quarterback has to take accountability for that because they demanded all that money. And these general managers and owners, listen, I understand owners and G, not GMs, but owners are already billionaires. They're already making billions of dollars off these players. But at some point, it's like you got to be able to say, look, we have a salary cap. OK, this is not Major League Baseball where you can. It's it's a spending spree. No, it's not. So I don't know. Tim says, I literally cannot recall the last time I was so ticked at a player like I am with Tony. I mean, Orlando Brown last year, Dan Sorensen the year before. That would be my answer. Eddie says, y'all need the GOAT, uh, Dan Sorensen, and JB as a head coach. <sighs> JB as a head coach, man. Oh, boy. And you know that guy loves Patrick Mahomes, right? Why isn't it packed here after a W, but packed after an L? I, Christopher, I have been saying the same thing for a very, very, very long time. You speak my language. Chris says, let Jones walk and take the money to go after a receiver. I would say, you know, spend it on Snead and then uh, use it to keep uh, Humphrey and Smith long term. But sure, you know, I'm not opposed to that either, Chris. Not at all. Um, I would say the receiver improvement replacement, like that would probably be more through the draft than free agency. I mean, listen, man, with all these players dropping passes and in practice and in games, man, you, you just turn on college football. You see all these 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds. They're making all these spectacular catches that they dream of wanting to make. And, you know, a lot of kids, you know, grew up watching sports center in the mornings or would watch it at night after school and they would see the top 10 plays. They would, they, they, they want to at the very least see top 10 plays before they turn off sports center and try to be on that one day as a college athlete. Well, you know, if you're the chiefs, man, you got some opportunities to get some of those guys. How do you like your XT6? John, I love it. It is awesome. It is the best vehicle I have ever had. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was hesitant at first. Um, my brother has an XT5. He also got it from Scott Toddy at Cable Dahmer Cadillac. And I'll tell you what, man. Uh, it is the best vehicle I have ever had. Um, it is worth it. I love it. I, I, I just got back this morning from vacation. 
uh, that, which is why I look tired as hell. Uh, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, I've never been that guy that misses my car while on vacation. I miss my car while I was on vacation. So I hope that answers your question, John. Um, let's see. Yeah, Bleacher Report just sent out a, a notification saying what you guys have been saying. Chiefs better. Uh, Teresa says Chiefs better win all remaining four games, three games now, and pray the Ravens drop a couple. I don't know if the Ravens are going to be dropping that many, but um, the Dolphins might. And guess what? That could give the Chiefs the two seed. Guess what? Lamar Jackson's not very good in the playoffs. So there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity for sure for the Chiefs to um, to climb up and uh, get that Arrowhead Invitational back. How was my Cancun trip? Glad to see you back. Thank you, Charlie. Um, Cancun was great. Uh, went for my mom's birthday. It was awesome. Uh, I got to be honest with you guys. I was actually hospitalized one night. Um, long story short, I was dehydrated. I think there was food poisoning somewhere. I was very hesitant eating the rest of the time there. Uh, I'm okay though. Don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm all, I'm all good. Um, I think my brother has a picture. I'll maybe show it later on Farscast. Farscast is coming back this week, guys. So if you, if you guys are new, by the way, Farscast is a podcast I do that's not a Chiefs podcast. We talk about a lot of things. It can be Chiefs, but we also talk a lot of other sports, sometimes non-sports. So if that interests you, Farscast, just search for my name on Apple, Spotify, wherever. Uh, Farscast will be back this Thursday evening. Uh, subject to be changed. Uh, card subject to be changed. Um, but no, seriously, it is coming back. So I'll maybe dive into that a little more then. Um, let's read a couple of more and then get out of here. T Higgins, Terry McLaurin, uh, would look great with Pat. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that about T Higgins. I know the Bengals are not in the best salary cap situation, but I don't, I don't think T Higgins would come here. Um, so I'm not sure about that. I'll be going to KC for the Bengals game. What places do you recommend to eat and see? Uh, to eat, obviously, you want barbecue choices. Uh, Joe's KC, can't go wrong with that. Q39, can't go wrong with that. Jack Stacks, I love, I love Jack Stacks burnt ends, man. Uh, Meet Mitch, their burnt ends are also good, too. So, um, yeah. Those are definitely places to uh, to visit. Ravens going to grab the L from the Jags and the Niners. Okay. All right. See, Teresa agrees with me about, with Jack Stack. You know what's a really underrated uh, barbecue spot? Burnt Ends. Uh, there's one on 119th and Metcalf in Overland Park. Um, Kind of close to where they have the new Whole Foods. So check that out if you haven't done so. Okay, we're talking about barbecue. We, that means we've got to wrap things up. Chiefs win today, 27-17. to 17. I appreciate you guys joining me for this episode of the Chiefs on Podcast Live. Thank you to those who watch on Facebook and YouTube. Love all you guys. Thanks for commenting, joining, watching, all that good stuff. We will be back Wednesday, actually Tuesday and Wednesday. We will be back 
for two episodes of the Chief Zone podcast this week. Since we didn't do a podcast last week, we'll be doing two this week. So we'll be back on Tuesday. As a matter of fact, Zach will be joining me. So uh, we'll be doing some uh, Chief Zone reunions uh, this week. So Zach will be joining me Tuesday. And then uh, um, Wednesday uh, is going to be TBD. But we will do another podcast uh, doing uh, a preview, uh, essentially. Um, and then Friday, as we do each and every single Red Friday, our Red Friday live chat. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Also, last thing before I leave, we are doing a Chiefs tote bag giveaway. The giveaways are now back on a consistent basis. So please go on there and uh, check out where you got to go. The rules are very, very simple. Some people are not following the rules clearly. So please pay attention. Follow the instructions. As a matter of fact, some of the uh, commenters here uh, are uh, past winners. So uh, Merry Christmas to all of you guys. Thank you again. I will talk to you all on Tuesday. Go Chiefs. Take care.